Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the Beautiful Collision podcast. I believe when the bad, messy, hard parts of your life collide with the good, amazing, great parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful person that you are. On this podcast, you are going to hear from people from all walks of life, and my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. We are back on the Beautiful Collision podcast. Um, I'm so glad you were listening again here at the Beautiful Collision podcast. This is super exciting. And today I'm really excited because I have one of my best friends in the entire world on the podcast today, Akilah. Akilah, say hey. Hey. Hey, listeners. (laughs) Hello. She's also been such a faithful friend and an avid listener to the podcast. So I'm I'm excited to have her on this side of the podcast. Have you ever been on a podcast before? Yes, my boss has called me several times impromptu to answer questions for his podcast, um, <laughs> but never formally where they gave me a heads up that I was going to be on. Okay, <laughs> so then, but you're good at spontaneous then because I may ask you some questions I did not plan. <laughs> okay, yeah, bring it. I'm ready. I'm excited. Awesome. awesome. So, okay, so to everyone listening, Akila and I have known each other for like, uh, I would say like it's 2020, so nine, ten, nine years, 2011 plus nine years now. Yeah. Oh my god, it's oh been my... that long. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I didn't think it was nine years. I really thought it was like something like six. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. So we have known each other for nine years, which is pretty crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And we met at a wonderful camp called Kids Across America which is also really exciting. Um, and one thing I do have to tell the listeners is I had, she knows this, but I had a total like friend crush on Akila from the moment <laughs> I, from the moment I saw her, I know that sounds weird, but I did. And, but I like, didn't know if we were going to be friends because literally you were so cool. And I just like, was not. <laughs> oh my goodness. Whatever. Margaret <laughs> was also very cool and I also had a friend crush on her so there I just like I was when I came to when I came that summer it was my first summer to work there and Akila had already been there I think she'd known about Kids Across America like her whole life she'd been a camper and I remember like she just was like doing all the like dancing and stuff and just like everybody knew her and I was like my goal is to be her friend but like I don't know if it's going to be a thing and I've told her this before I initially thought you were extroverted (laughs) Everyone does. Really? Yeah. I mean, because Kids Across America, it's all about being hype and exerting a lot of external energy. So you're right. I had been a camper since I was 10 years old every summer. So I knew the expectations going in when I get, when I get to camp, I'm in extrovert mode, but every day off, every single night off I had, I was completely silent because I needed to refuel because I'm in no way extroverted, like, ever. <laughs> yeah, so literally when I found that out, like, when we started getting close and becoming friends, I was like, Akila is not an extrovert at all. Like, literally, me and her couldn't be opposite, but that's why I love our friendship. But it's just so funny, because I, like, literally when I first met you, I was like, oh, she's totally an extrovert. Like, we're just going to be like, and then when we got to know each other outside of that, I was like, no, she's not. <laughs> and when I really, well, not when I really knew, but another good story with that, y'all listening, is when Hurricane Harvey happened, and mm. 
I was stuck in, so I got stuck in Dallas um, through a series of events. I was in Memphis with Akila visiting our other friend. And then we got, I got stuck in Dallas when I got stuck at Akila's house. And <laughs> so I was in the house all day because there was literally nowhere I could go. I didn't have a car because I was stuck in Dallas on accident. And so all day, I just like, nobody was home and I couldn't talk to anybody. And so every time Akila would come home, <laughs> I just be ready for her to talk to me. And how did you feel about that? I love you. I love you, Margaret. I'm glad that my house was a safe haven for you. But whew. <laughs> I had exhausted all of my social capacity at work. So coming home and resetting it up, it was just, it was great. It was awesome. <laughs> tell, tell them what you told me recently, which I didn't know that your parents and your sister said <laughs> yes my parents and my sisters came in to check on me and said Keila we know Margaret is very extroverted do you want to take some time and rest and you know we can talk to her we can hang out you look like you need a break <laughs> and I was like I love her but I need a minute I need some, <laughs> I need some introvert time Oh my gosh. I'm learning though. I'm learning how to like be good with my introvert friends, like give them their time, especially when I'm with them for a long time. And then like also be like, but I need you. So, you know, can you do that? Yeah, you're very, you're very considerate. Oh, thanks. thanks. Oh, thanks. Okay. So why don't you introduce yourself to everybody listening? Tell them who you are, what you do, maybe a fun fact about you. Who is Akila? So, Keila Ward, I am the creative director for a live production company in Dallas, Texas. I have an amazing husband named Najee. And interesting fact, hmm, I never know what to say <clears throat> for interesting facts. So, oh, interesting fact, I was a script supervisor for a movie that was in theaters and I have a movie credit. Really? Yes. I legit didn't know that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I thought about a lot of things that I've done over this quarantine mm -hmm. um, because I was gathering my task for work for promotion. Realizing Snap, I have a movie credit and my name is, I'm listed as a script supervisor, like a movie poster and everything. So that was really cool. So I was like, I'm adding that to my interesting fact. Also, I'm a blogger uh -huh. and uh, I am a lover of all things caption t-shirts. Yes. Okay. We're going to talk about all those things. Um, but do you remember what movie it was? Yeah, it's for um, more than more than funny comedy special. So my boss put out a comedy special that was in theaters, and because it hit theaters, we get to title it a movie. And yes, yes. <laughs> that is something that like literally I don't know anyone else that has that. Maybe I just don't know a lot of people, but I don't know anyone else. So that is unique to you. So in my book, you're famous. Um, okay. <laughs> So you are a blogger and um, you started a blog that's very unique, which I love. Um, well, it's shifted now, but when you originally started it, it was like, it kind of merged your love for blogging 
and t-shirts, caption t-shirts. Yeah. Uh So when I first started blogging, I really just wanted to be consistent and put a lot of my thoughts and emotions on into words because I'm very introverted and most introverts, uh, one thing that we have in common is loving to write and journal and process writtenly uh, or written instead of verbally. Yeah. So I started uh, what was then uh, called Kibi and Tease. A lot of people call me Kibi for short Mm -hmm. uh, as a nickname. And I created Kibi and Tease as a way to use t-shirts, caption t-shirts as inspiration for blog posts. And it has shifted to what is now super low key, uh, where it's a combination of lifestyle, inspirational blogs, and travel blogs. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love that. Um, and so one of the things that I have seen on your blog before, and we kind of talked about, um, I don't remember what, which one, of, which post it was, and I should probably go look at it again. Um, but you've gotten really vulnerable on the blog, especially recently, I feel like in your posts, just about like things you work through and things like that. Like, um, and so, and I think one of the things that you've mentioned before on there, I think it's from the blog, um, is the, the anxiety, depression thing. Yeah. Am I correct? Okay. Um, and so I really want, um, us to spend a little time talking about that. Um, because that's something I've seen you like and heard you like work through and I think it's such a huge thing to talk about because I think especially especially in a lot of different communities that is that is something that's really hard to like open up about or even know what to do about does that make sense yeah and um and I think maybe someone hearing a little bit more about kind of how you walked through it um, can really, I don't know, just like help them understand like the beauty of like opening up about it and then like taking action. So we're going to start a little bit from the beginning, basically. So when did you realize that like this was a struggle for you? So 2018, I was in a very overwhelming situation with work, with life, um, and finding that balance, I lost 20 pounds. And I know you guys can't see me, but I'm not super big to begin with. Mm-hmm. So 20 pounds is very noticeable for a lot of people to ask, what was going on? What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you losing so much weight? And the thing was, I wasn't eating I wasn't eating because I was, I had dealt with a lot of anxiety throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I am the type of person that when I'm anxious, I don't eat, but when I'm depressed, I eat too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was around the time that I started to really notice, okay, something is really wrong mm-hmm. and I can feel it in my stomach. I could feel the anxiety in my body. Mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to address it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand why I was feeling this way. I just thought surface level, uh, life doesn't look like how I want it to look like. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I need to get into a comfortable place where I can have the things that I want and I would be happy. Yeah. So I longed for a day where I could 
kind of be in this dystopia or utopia world mm -hmm. <laughs> where I could have the things that I wanted because then I wouldn't be anxious. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't deal with anxiety. And that caused even more anxiety because I didn't know how I was going to get there. <laughs> yeah. So in 2019, uh, I started dating or 2018, I started dating my now husband mm -hmm. and having someone that is so closely connected with you yeah. and is a part of your everyday life was mm -hmm. really a blessing because he was able to ask me very specific questions, whereas my parents, siblings, church members, although uh, they were very present and also very loving, I did not talk to them in depth daily as I did uh, my now husband. And really found out that the basis of the anxiety was me not recognizing God's truth in my life. Mm -hmm. So circling back to childhood, I grew up with this pressure of being perfect. Yeah. I wanted to be perfect in every single area of my life. Yeah. That meant in school, excelling with my friends, with my family. I had this perfect persona of a good Christian girl who loved Jesus, <laughs> knew her scriptures, had daily quiet time, yeah. never got in trouble, you know, except sometimes. <laughs> but it wasn't really big. Yeah. You know, didn't drink until I was 10, 21, wasn't promiscuous, <laughs> <laughs> didn't do drugs. You know, I just created this pedestal for myself and I lived up to that standard of really thinking that I was perfect. And in that, a part of me knew I wasn't because obviously the Bible tells us that no one is perfect, mm -hmm. but with that, I thought, okay, well, if no one is perfect, I'm like at like 98 <laughs> out of 100 <laughs> instead of the full 100. So when I got to college, I started to fail. Yeah. I started to fail classes. I started to fail at my juggling school, work, extracurricular activity balance I started to be irresponsible because I was carrying too much yeah I just started to fail in a lot of ways and yeah. I didn't know how to cope with that I think that was really the beginning of my anxious habits I'm like holy crap I'm not perfect mm -hmm. I don't know how to deal with everything that is going on in my life I never got d's and C's and F's. I never got poor grades. I never was irresponsible. I never missed friend hangouts. I, I was never this person before. Yeah. So, but I didn't know how to address it. I didn't know what that was. I just knew, okay, I just needed to be in a better environment where I can get the things that I want. So I could go back to my perfect world. Yeah. Let so, me talk to you for a second. So mm -hmm. you're not, okay. So when you talk about anxious habits outside, like was the eating thing, the only thing that like you could see was like a habit of you being anxious. That's the first question. And the second question too was how, how did you balance the fact that like you are an introvert 
So like you naturally kind of like there are some in some ways you do want to seclude, like be alone from people. And what was an introverted tendency and what was like an anxious, you know what I mean? Because I feel like someone listening could, if they have a friend like this or in someone in their life like this and they are introverted, um, like how, how do how do they know to differentiate? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. So for me, so there was a separation between anxiety and depression. Yeah. Okay. And different habits build up between those two. So speaking specifically for anxiety, for me, it felt like butterflies in my stomach mm-hmm. where I got nervous of what was about to happen. If someone could potentially think a bad thought about me, that created nervousness in my body. If I thought that I wasn't doing something right that created nervousness in my body, which created a loss of appetite. Yeah. Once I felt like things were all good, my appetite returned. (laughs) I was perfect. Yes. Now in those moments, I could also feel depression Mm -hmm. because if you have, if you go so long with thinking highly of yourself and then realize this is not accurate. This is not a realistic view. This is not even a a biblical view that can cause some depression. So those depressive habits really mirrored my introvert tendencies. And that's one reason I wasn't able to acknowledge those as well, because when I feel depressed, I want to seclude. I want to sleep all day. I want to watch Netflix. Netflix wasn't even around really when I was (laughs) Are we all just starting college? We were still low key. We were experiencing the remnants of Blockbuster <laughs> <laughs> and be by myself, not communicate, not reach out to others. Um, but the difference is that as an introvert, when I seclude, when I take time to myself, I feel refreshed. Mm. When I'm depressed and I seclude, it causes me to want to do that more and go and dive deeper into depression. Mm, that's good. So I think that's a great way to pinpoint the difference mm-hmm. because as an introvert, once I get my time, I'm cool. I'm ready to interact with others. Right. Okay. Facing depression. I, I don't want to go back. I don't feel refreshed. I don't want to interact with others. Yeah, no, that's good. And so, I totally interrupted your thought earlier, but so, so going back to college, so you were realizing all these things about yourself. Um, and that's kind of when you were also starting to realize like that like you were starting to get anxious, I guess, a little bit for the first time in the sense of, because you were just realizing that like, I'm not as perfect as I thought I was. <laughs> or the same yeah. Myself. yeah. So then fast forward to starting in the work environment, I've had the privilege of working for two entrepreneurs. And if you've ever worked in a startup <laughs> environment, everything is get it done yesterday. Yeah. And <laughs> there's only so many people to do a majority of the task. Yeah. And that created a lot of pressure on me because I like to excel and I was defining myself by how excellent I was doing these tasks. Yeah. Well, if I felt overwhelmed and overloaded, I wasn't completing these tasks with excellence, Mm -hmm. which causes me, which caused me to 
go back into that cycle of anxiety and even depression. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking the solution is to get away from this environment. <laughs> I never considered that I needed to change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just thought my circumstances needed to change and I would be better. Yeah. It never occurred to me that I was the one that needed to change until my loving husband, who was then my boyfriend, really asked me a question uh, that I go back to oftentimes because I there's still moments where I struggle. I struggled this week with anxiety. Yeah. What truths are you holding on to? Mm -hmm. And it made me really question myself of what do I feel or what are the lies that I'm believing when I feel this way? Mm -hmm. And the lies that I'm believing are I'm worthless. I don't matter. I am not doing things in excellence. No one sees me. No one hears me. I'm not going to get out of this. There's no hope. Mm. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in this forever. Yeah. And, and God is okay with that. Once again, me thinking that the cert that I didn't need to change, but the circumstance did. Yeah. So it led me to believe those lies. Yeah. But when I combated that with God's truth, yeah, found this word with actual scriptures, mm -hmm. I realized that He does see me, that He does hear me. Yeah. That He created me fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. That even though I'm imperfect, I'm an imperfect being, His grace is sufficient and His mercy allows me to depend on Him to get through. Mm -hmm whatever it is that I am who he says I am that my identity is not rooted and not founded on the things that I can accomplish mm -hmm. but really it's found in him and because he is eternal and because his truth does not return void I have the confidence to overcome mm -hmm. yeah to overcome the anxiety that I'm feeling to overcome the depression that I'm feeling because of who God says that I am and who God tells me, uh, who God tells me that I can do the things that he tells me that I can do and the truths in his word. So, uh, I just compiled a bunch of scriptures, mm -hmm. um, that specifically helped me and I had them pulled up here, but you my can phone pull up why, why I, I say something that no, I, I I have a couple of questions again too with that because um okay so one would you say there is levels to this because okay so being kind of like the devil's advocate i know some people will say well like it it seems that seems like in like a okay find them read them like i'm better um but i think one of the things i've kind of talked to you about and you've kind of stated in a way here is like it doesn't mean that it like once you do this like uh it just goes away like it's it's a it's a process thing um like you said like you struggled with anxiety this week um and so one um would you agree that this is a you know it's going to be like it's an ongoing process but two that they're like 
that there is different levels to anxiety and depression that can take like, different types of care towards them? Yeah, there are definitely levels. I mean, there are people that are diagnosed with chemical right. depression, chemical anxiety, and they're trained therapists. I am 100% in agreement with therapy. And there are um, different courses of action to take for different things. Mm -hmm. um, there are also practical things that I had to set in place for myself as well. So yeah, we that looks like, mm -hmm. yeah, so that looks like if I feel anxious or depressed, definitely prayer and biblical truths keep me mentally in a good place. But also there are practical things that I keep up as well. So when I have those moments, I neglect hygiene and my daily routine of making the bed, picking up my clothes, whatever, cleaning up the kitchen, the dishes, like those are indicators for me that something is off. Yeah. So after spending time in the word and reminding myself of who God tells me that I am and being comforted by his word and what he has to say, then I ask him for the strength to continue different practices in my life in a physical way to show that I am really moving in a direction against anxiety and depression so yeah. really <laughs> i pray literally god please help me make up my bed all right that is something that i committed to do every single day today i don't feel like it and i know that's because of this and i need you to help me make up my bed mm -hmm. and just that simple act of doing it every day has really helped me deal with it yeah. Because it's so easy to fall back into it. And I have to, sometimes I have to take random breaks throughout the day. Yeah. I'll take a walk, get out of my office, get some fresh air, drink some water, <laughs> do, <laughs> do practical things, and just talk to Jesus and say, oh, I need to breathe. <laughs> I need to breathe. I don't need to get ahead of myself. I need yeah. to remind myself that I am okay, that I'm loved, that I'm seen. And something that my husband does with me is acknowledges the things that I can physically see, go through the five senses. What do you smell? What do you hear? What can you taste? What can you feel? <laughs> yeah. And just do something practically that that is that connects to the spiritual application that you just had. So we talked about this and for those of you, so I think the extrovert of me during quarantine um, was, <laughs> was going through, I struggled basically. And when, and when I was talking to you about it in a lot of ways, and I just like, I was just in the phase of like, I didn't want to like for a while, I didn't want to get out of bed. Like there was a week. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Like I didn't want to get out of bed. Didn't want to do anything. Like I was just slowly, like, I just wasn't myself. Um, and one of the things you told me was just, like, commit to certain things. Like, I know this sounds weird for y'all listening, but just, like, make, like take a shower every day. And I'm always, yeah. I'm, I take, I generally take showers every day. And so when I just, like, didn't even feel like, when I just felt like getting off work and crawling to bed, like, that was, that was, 
not my persona. And so yeah. um, I remember you telling me like fight to take a shower every day. And um, it, it sounds silly, but it was just, I mean, to your point, it was just like really helpful and like do like doing things to like bring you, I don't know if the word's energy, but just like make you feel alive in a lot of ways. Yeah. And present. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I like that because I think people listening need to, I think you can hear these things and people are like, okay, so what do I do practically? Like, how do I like, you know, have steps practically outside of that? And so I think that's helpful. Yeah. Habits are snowball. You don't, and it, and it's little tiny things that continue to build up and build up and build up. And you get to this point where you've hit rock bottom Mm-hmm. And you didn't even realize you were on your way down. Yeah. So I'm the same way with creating good habits to keep you from going back to that place. Because once you've been there, you know what it feels like. Yeah. And you don't want to go back. It's about creating little habits that will snowball and help you be better. And that's why I say the practical things of keeping good hygiene, making your bed, picking up your clothes, putting things back where they need to go, cleaning the dishes after you've eaten, those little things will snowball good habits mm-hmm. that will help you feel present yeah. and that will keep you in a safe space mentally mm-hmm. and, and emotionally. Yeah, that's so good. Literally, that's so like, I just feel like that's really helpful because I'm sure also in quarantine, um, there are people that have struggled with this. Well, I mean, when this episode comes out, I don't know what quarantine will be like um, <laughs> in, <laughs> in the United States, but um, but we're like still somewhat half in quarantine to some, some degree, I think. <laughs> so I think some people have gotten to these places of like, okay, like how do I build routines in this time when this is just like weighing on me? You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely can't speak for extroverts because... <laughs> I don't feel your pain. I'm sorry, guys. I uh, I was enjoying quarantine. <laughs> I was in my happy place. That is so... I just will never, never understand that. Um, literally never. Okay, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I didn't tell you we were going to talk about this, but we're going to talk about it. Okay. So, um, you have been now officially married for a year. It's gone by so quickly. Oh my gosh. Okay. So me and I feel like Akilah, I feel like when we were single, we didn't really like, we weren't really those girls. Well, maybe we were, I don't remember, honestly, (laughs) that talked about like marriage. Like, no, we talked about like the type of man we wanted, but we didn't like sit Mm -hmm. around talking about marriage. I think we were pretty content in our single. I'm still single by the way, people, but I think we did, you know. Yes, she is guys. Hop on that. (laughs) But you're about to approach one year of marriage. Okay, so you're going to tell everybody, because I like to hear these, like, marriage answers. What is okay. one thing that you did not expect, but surprised you about marriage, um, that was, like, good, and then that was exciting? And then one thing that um, that surprised you about marriage that, like, you're learning about yourself, or, like, you mm. didn't expect. So, like, pros and cons. So one thing that surprised me about marriage that was good was how continual it is from the dating process. So I had this idea that 
once we got married, it would be like a light switch <laughs> and things would just shift significantly, like kind of jumping the room from singleness <laughs> to marriage. So there are a lot of things that my now husband wanted to talk about while we were dating and prepare for. And I just thought, but we're not married. And it was it was me guarding myself and not wanting to be hurt. So I built this wall yeah. and I just thought I'm protecting my heart because once we're married, we'll flip the switch and then every, like, then we can talk about these conversations. Right. And he was like, no, it's a continuation of the things that we have built now today. Yes. <laughs> so that was really refreshing to to experience like, wow, it really is. Yeah. Everything that we developed in our dating is, it's just now being carried out and yeah. it's really cool. And it's not, it's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. Okay. That's good. Cause I'm over here like, okay, so I'm just going to like turn into this like wifey thing. <laughs> Listen, everybody told me, you know, moving in, I lived with my parents up until I got married. So moving oh, in <laughs> was going to be different. He was going to change. And I'm just expecting this switch to happen. And it still to this day has not happened, which <laughs> I'm thankful. And I don't want it to happen. <laughs> Okay, that's a good one. So it's like, a, it's a continuation. So like people who are in the dating stage listening, like you are continuing building. It's not like you turn into this, like, I think, I think I get it too, because I think some people legitimately think it's like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go from this like single or dating person to like the stage that my parents are at as soon, <laughs> as, soon as I get yeah. married, <laughs> like that kind of couple. And it's like, no, we're still like, I don't know, new. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I'm learning yeah. is you have to be a good steward of sex. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about it. Because <laughs> I feel like, no, I'm glad you brought that up only because I feel like Christian people do not want to talk about this. And I just feel like you should talk about it. And I have a friend listening. I know who's going to listen to this. Her name is Carrie will love that you're talking about this so keep <laughs> yes i i had this once again i had this misconception about listen i thought i knew everything i still think i know everything <laughs> daily reminder that god tells me akila you actually don't know everything <laughs> <laughs> you need to change your perspective anyway i had this uh idea that People, sex would not be some, is not something that you have to be responsible with when, when it's in the boundaries of marriage. Right. You can do it whenever you want and it's fine and it's okay, but it doesn't really, it doesn't necessarily need to be stewarded well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now that's really shifted or or maybe I did know that and now I'm really seeing how that plays out mm -hmm. uh, in every, in, you know, regular routine. But 
looking at all of the gifts that God gives us yeah. and the boundaries that he's created, mm-hmm. every single thing that he allows us to experience has to be stewarded well. Yeah. <laughs> and it has to be, you know, talked about and we have to be intentional and we have to look for look for ways to glorify him in a super intentional way. And that even refers to sex. And I'm just like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So learning how to be more intentional, even, even in that realm. Yeah. I think, I, I think that is, I like that you said that I, and I like how you compared it to like other disciplines, like disciplines that we have or like gifts that we have that we want to steward well for all those like for any other gift that we have like you said like we pray through them like how to do them better you know like are intentional about them like we pray through how to do them better like how do we glorify you know god better in this thing um we're intentional about them like we make it a practice you know like all these different things and i think sex can be a thing um for people that you're just like again because of movies or whatever we're just like we just we're just gonna get into marriage and it's just gonna be like that's it's just like a natural thing like eating I guess and then (laughs) we don't have to talk about you know like I don't know and again I'm not I'm not married but like I like that you said that because I feel like that's a mind of a lot of people I mean I you know in a lot of ways yeah and it's 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 been really it's been really fun it's been really cool yeah i'm not gonna say that it's been like learning that an experience that has been in any way terrible or overwhelming yeah. but it's just it's like wow like even like it's allowed me to see how intentional god is yeah as he that has designed things in such a way that it causes us to be intentional with it too Mm-hmm. It blessed us to experience good things here on earth that have to be stewarded well. And when they're not, that's when problems arise. <laughs> no, yeah. No, that's good. Oh my gosh, one year. So exciting. Are you going to do anything fun for your anniversary? So it passed. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, even when this airs it will probably be a few months okay but we were in quarantine during our anniversary so we just had a lovely meal and wine and movies (laughs) inside and it was great because i got to spend it with him yeah yeah, all of my attention there you go no introverted time for you at that moment (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny um okay um also you're a travel bug and this like doesn't really have to do with any part of the earlier conversation but i'm i want to ask this um so you guys in november recently went to thailand yes mm-hmm. um yeah. yes and she has literally she's a travel bug like me um and so what were, what are some of your favorite parts of thailand and do y'all have any like fun places that y'all want to go to soon y'all been to a couple of places together yeah we went to in february we went to costa rica that was fun so last November for our honeymoon, we went to Phuket, Thailand, uh-huh. and it was very, very, very beautiful. I love the culture. Yeah. You love Thai food in America, like <laughs> Thai food in Thailand. 
it's just fresh. It's like fast food in America is like fast food compared to in Thailand. And you would definitely expect that. It's, it was very humid. But one of my favorite things about that trip was going to the elephant sanctuary. I did not realize that elephants are highly mistreated in other parts of the world because they chain them up at young ages and use them in their circuses and in elephant riding and they're very abused. So this sanctuary rescues older elephants and many of them have PTSD. They can't be around a lot of humans. They have their moments where they freak out because they revert back to the times where they were chained or beaten or abused in order to do certain tricks for humans. Mm -hmm. And it was just a great experience. And I got to walk around and see them in their natural habitat. Mm -hmm. And we fed them. It it was absolutely incredible. It was, it was amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I totally want to, what's a, what's a dream spot you would want to go? Cause now I really want to go to Thailand, but what's like a dream that you would want to go that you haven't been yet? Egypt. Egypt. Oh, okay. Why? I really, uh, I'm obsessed with ancient Egypt. Okay. Okay. And the idea of the pyramids is so fascinating to me. Like, like how were they, how are they still standing after all of these years? Yeah. (laughs) There's just so much history. And I don't believe that they use simplistic tools. I think that they were a far more advanced civilization than we know. Yeah. Just because of how their structures were built and so large. And yeah. um, I read lists or watched this documentary about ancient Egypt and how a lot of the pyramids underneath, they had all of these tunnels mm-hmm. that created electrical currents with water and they had electricity like these were not savages they were <laughs> barbaric peoples they were very very smart and very intelligent and i just i'm just obsessed with anything ancient egypt i think it's it's incredible so i would really love to go see the pyramids oh and, and I, I wrote a blog post about it and i photoshopped myself in front of a pyramid <laughs> for like this yeah that was like my vision board <laughs> yes the prophetic in picture form just you know imagine yourself there that's awesome well oh my gosh yeah my mom's been to egypt and like she that's one of the things she said she was just said she went to cairo yeah and um she was just fascinated like she said the pyramids are so fascinating like it's one of the coolest things and so that yeah that's my next place I would want to go in Africa after, after all the, the places I've been so we should get a yeah you've been a lot of places too yeah I mean I've uh, concentrated like it's like Europe and like the continent of Africa and that's about it like multiple times so I need to like adventure my horizons I've never been to South America like I've never been to Hawaii or like anywhere in Asia so like I need to diversify instead of going to the same location but I would totally go to Egypt with you like 110 percent um okay you talked about your blog blog post what is the can you say the name of your blog blog again so people can go read it it's super low key Mm -hmm. 
Lowkey spelled L-O-W-Q-I, superlowkey.com. Mm-hmm. And you should definitely go uh, listen to, or sorry, not listen, um, read her blog post, but also she has a shirt. So ta- she talked about it at the beginning, um, how she loves caption tees and, um, and like the meaning of them and writing about them. And she launched her own shirt. So tell us about that. What motivated that? Where can they find that? All the things. Yeah. So I love caption t-shirts and so many people have been encouraging me to create my own and just with insecurities and I've just in fear, I've, I've never done it. So this year, earlier this year, or really late last year, kind of put it on my bucket list in pencil <laughs> to to do a shirt and there are so many resources that let you do yeah um that let you sell products without holding inventory and having a huge fin- financial investment up front so i found one that i really liked and i like the quality of the shirts so the design is the word faith but in braille font Uh, which says believing without seeing. And to me, that is a true essence of faith. Mm -hmm. You know, you, it's not about what you can see. It's not about uh, what you can touch. It's not about what you can hold. It's about you trusting that God has already prepared the way and it's, it's going to work out for your good. So I ended up, I actually had that as a tattoo um, that I got a few years ago. And I said, this will be a great first shirt. <laughs> so notice I said first, because now it, I'm thinking of more designs. So stay tuned. Yes. Well, that's, it's accountability now because you said first shirt on the podcast. And so people are going to be expecting more from you. So you, you said it, it's going to be public for everyone, everyone to hear. <laughs> Um, yes, please go order her shirt. There's a long sleeve version and a short sleeve version. And um, it is beautiful and you'll like it. And if you like caption tees or if you just need a nice t-shirt that like has a good message, Akilah's your girl. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. Okay, so we're nearing the end of the podcast. So I'm, I'm ready. I know, literally, I was like we could talk about so many different things. Um, You'll have to come back on for sure because I'm sure people are going to love it. Um, But so I am going to ask you the two questions I ask everybody. You ready? Yep. Okay. The first one, if you could go to lunch with anybody dead or alive, who would it be and why? Beyonce. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, is there anybody else? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Would love to go to lunch with Beyonce. Not that I follow her in a moral standpoint, <laughs> but as an artist, as an entrepreneur, as a woman, I am a musician. I highly respect her and I would love to just sit and listen and observe yeah and so yes 
I mean, what she's been able to build is quite extraordinary. Like, literally, <laughs> it's crazy. It's amazing. I may or may not be a ranking member of the Beehive. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Me and, yes, we're the Beyonce, the Beyonce fans over here. Um, so I completely salute that decision. I'm going to tag Beyonce in this. Not that she's, if she sees this episode, hey, I mean, I feel like she's from Houston. So like Texas, you know, so it's very close proximity. So maybe she'll, you know, you never know. You so never know. commonalities. Crazier things have happened. So, so you never know. But Beyonce, if you're listening to this, Akila would like to go to lunch with you and I, I'd like to tag along. I'll let Akila take first dibs, but I would like dessert at least. Yes. <laughs> for the dessert portion. Okay. So then the last thing I ask my guests, because I'm a huge fan of encouragement, is um, I ask them to encourage someone. So what you're going to do is you're going to like pretend as if the person is sitting in front of you and you're going to encourage them. Um, if it's a very specific encouragement, you don't have to say their name. Um, but if not, you can say their name and just encourage them like they're sitting in front of you. Awesome. Ashay, she's my younger sister. Ashay, I, <laughs> I encourage you to not grow weary in doing good. You are an incredible wife and mother, and God sees that He honors your sacrifice and your determination. So keep going, don't give up. Oh, Ashay, I hope you listen to this. Akila's going to make you listen to this. Um, <laughs> seriously, y'all, okay, I know you've loved listening to Akila. You can follow her on all social media platforms. Um, I, I'm blanking right now. You're going to have to say them again. But um, if you want to follow her on Instagram, your Instagram is? Key underscore B. So Q-I underscore B as in boy, E-E. Yes. And there you can find the link to her blog and also the link to her um, t-shirt um, website. And then just follow her because she's awesome and she posts amazing things and she's great. So why not? But okay, Akila, say goodbye to all the guests. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, guys. It's been fun. Yay.